When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones the onlys and the kinkoses and beba hi guys hi everybody i could say well i I didn't know exactly what your last name was but now i know that it's rodriguez but i figured you know like Cher, madonna like i I think i should just refer no i think it should just be beba i i I would like to be introduced without a last name okay so we're good I like that. All right. That's like what I was thinking. Yeah, I like it. Um, What is going on today? How is Miami? How is LA? You guys are not together. You're in two separate locations. This is major. But we're together. We're together, but long distance really, really works for us. I will say. Well, it it, it worked for her. It works for you too. It's tearing my heart out. Be honest. Now I have a grandmother. Whatever. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, you guys have your new podcast, Mommy Issues. So even though you're not together, now you have a joint business venture that you are doing together. So that's got to that's gotta bring you some time, Anna. It does. Yeah. It does. It kind of gets us to have a conversation every week, you know, for an hour. Because she's, she's not like her sister who calls a lot. She doesn't call a lot. So, and yeah. we definitely have Mommy Issues. <laughs> Well, listen, I want to talk all about this new podcast. I've listened to an episode or two, but before we get there, okay, let's just take, you know, I mean, look, we have a lot of Housewives fans listening. So let's just take a minute to talk about RHOM. I mean, Anna, you were an official cast member during season two. You were there, you know, season one, you were a friend season three. Beba, you were, you know, on the screen. You were a part of the TV experience as well. You know, do you remember that when you were on it? Because you were so young. I wasn't that young. I was 20. So I, and I was in, I was in college at the time and I went to the university of Miami and I, I lived at home and a lot of the filming was happening at home. So I, I remember it like almost like a trauma memory. (laughs) I'm one of those responsible housewives (laughs) who waits for their children to be in college to put them through that ordeal. Yeah. And also I was like, I was studying film and TV. I'm in film and TV. Like I'm a producer for reality TV, which is funny. Like I didn't end up, it just kind of happened that way, but yeah, I remember it. And it was, I will say almost like the same way that me and my mom have with the podcast, we talk weekly and it like forces us to talk that show 
my mom and I had a terrible relationship at the time, like very bad. We didn't talk to each other. If we did, it was like very surface level just to like get through. <laughs> as, as Anna's pouring herself her second shot of tequila, which is really <laughs> happening guys. Really happening. She's scared of me. Um, but that show, I think the reason why I remember it so vividly is because we were forced to talk about stuff and like sit down and like address elephants in rooms that we were not willing to touch with a 10 foot pole. Um, for some reason with a camera on us, we were like, okay, here we go. I guess we're doing this. And it helped our relationship. It helped our relationship. She had a toxic boyfriend who I hated. And at the time she couldn't believe that I was against the relationship because, you know, I was afraid he was going to murder her. But now that she has her own daughter, she totally understands, right? Don't you understand me more now? I mean, she's three months old, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but did that, you know, cause you are, it is like a strange, you know, turn of events that you are a producer living in LA in reality TV. Like, do you think that that helped you do your job now? Just because you kind of saw how things were happening in a way. Yeah. I think it like set me up for success and that, like, I knew what was going on behind the scenes before I was ever behind the scenes. So I got like a taste of it. But to be fair, I do reality competition TV, a la Lego Masters, World of Dance. Like, I don't do like the Real Housewives shit, you know? So it's not as icky. Well, but there's still drama and there's still like- There is some, still drama, but it's parents not, are crazy. Yes, but it's not like producing people to be like, okay, so your parents are getting a divorce. So sit down and talk to your mom about the fact that, you're, that she's getting a divorce. It's like, well, that's going to be a tough topic. Do you cast for the amazing race or big brother? Like should you and I talk offline after this? (laughs) Do you want to be on the amazing race? It's so funny. I would like to be on big brother. And last week, somebody who I know really well called me and said, Hey, do you want to be on amazing race? Can we make a competition? Okay. So you're one step closer to big brother. Do not do amazing race. That is like, I can't even imagine anything worse than that. Are you like adventurous like that? Believe it or not, I've been to 56 countries before the okay, pandemic. But- no, no, no. I, I don't go. I, I'm in, I, I know what you're thinking. Like, dear, you go five star. No, I, I did India the real way. I'm more. I did shark. I've done shark diving off the coast of South Africa. Really? I'm, I know. Absolutely not. I've Have you been, eaten cockroaches? Yes. In, in Cambodia, oh. I ate bugs. <gasps> Oh my God. And oh I've been God. to Antarctica and went through the Drake Passage and thought we were Wow, that I want to do Georgia Island and all that. I, I'm so I'm adventurous when I'm not in New York or LA with my martini yeah. at my five-star restaurant. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not adventurous in my daily life, but when I travel, He's I done am an official swan okay. of Fifth Avenue. Okay. Well, <laughs> so then you totally could do Amazing Race, and then that would get you onto Big Brother. Well, let's. You, you might have some contacts there. I, I, I think I, I think I know someone who who does Big Brother. I'll I'll let you know. I Big Brother talk. is just it's uh, to me the most amazing game. But were you guys? So you you were there for season two like full time. I mean, this isn't about me, but off air, let's talk all about it. Um, but you know, season so season two, you were there, and then season three, you know, you were kind of there, but you weren't. You were a friend. Like, did either of you like? Did you care when it was over, Anna? Did you care, babe? But like, did you want to be on another season? Either of you? Not really. I mean, I for me personally, I thought it had served its purpose. I could not do more seasons. Like season three, I remember the day that the producers called me because I had been cast for season three as a full time housewife. 
And then they invited me to breakfast at the Biltmore right near, here in Coral Gables and Marisol as well. And I sat down and they said, hey, like if it was like if they were delivering a terminal diagnosis and see for me, I, I guess I never really understood this whole how the, the machine works. So so he says, you know, we're since your ex, you know, Mark, who, you know, is a former U.S. attorney, could never be on the show, just could not that we, you don't have a complete story, which to me, it's very reasonable. And so I said, oh, okay, am I going to be paid this? <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> I swear I asked this because if you're going to like go into my house and it's got to be worth it, even though yeah, it's not enough money anyway. And they said, yeah, and I said, okay, we're good. When they did have the same conversation, uh, conversation with Marisol, it's like she had lost a relative. It was, and by the way, she tried to set it up so that I would be the only friend and that she could stay a housewife but I didn't have Mark but she really didn't have Elsa and you know mm, um, we needed the props so we you were it. you were sitting there when they delivered this news to Marisol as well. no 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 oh. they did it separately but I, I I know that she was at the time remember we were very close yeah and she was devastated like she wanted I mean, honestly, she, she I was, that we fame. had to keep her, we had to keep her away from, from sharp objects. <laughs> well, put a pin in that. Cause I've got more coming yeah. about Marisol when we get into last season and season. I want to hear your thoughts too, babe, about Marisol and all sorts of cast members, but what is there like some high and some low that sticks out just from that one season two when you were full time? I mean, both of you, like, is there a high or a low? Um, I honestly, enjoyed it you know um again you and i have talked about this the housewife of 2011 is not the housewife of 2022 at all so i i don't have the wherewithal to be the 2022 housewife i can tell you that for sure but um it i had fun it served a purpose i thought i had established strong friendships i am a person that is ruled by justice so i thought that marisol was being you know attacked by leah and that leah you know, had so much, you know, and how could she attack somebody that was single and starting her own business? And yeah, that wow, was I played storyline. Yeah, I was played, played like a violin. And um, but at the time, I thought I was doing something right. You know, Alexia had just had the issue with Frankie. I wanted to be a support system for her. I love Joanna. I whatever. You know, it was fine, and it was obviously, you know, a, a good platform for what I was trying to you know, I was able to parlay it into something. So for me, it was, it was good. I don't regret doing it. I don't regret doing it either. If anything, it was fun. It's, it's also like my greatest, uh, party trick to pull out of my back pocket of like, oh yeah, my mom was a housewife. <laughs> People are like, wait, what? I remember bitch sesh. We don't oh, want to yeah. talk about other, but well, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I went to a bitch sesh live and they do like the boots on the ground thing. Yes. And I, I like walked up and I was like, my mom is a housewife. And then when I was like walking away from the mic, Casey Wilson was like, touch her garments. Like she's Meghan Markle. Like she's, she's, she's royalty. royalty. <laughs> it meant everything. But, um, <laughs> my, the thing that I remember the most, and one of my favorite things ever, which is dark, but whatever the last day of filming season two, they like, and this is very like inside baseball, but we filmed like three scenes in one day with like different outfit changes. Cause it was the last day of filming, you know, like whatever. We just had to like get a bunch of shit out of the way. It's like, yeah. we have to close this story and this story and this story. 
So me, my sister, my mom were in the house. We filmed like two scenes. And then my dad came over and the producers were like, you and your sister can like hang out for a bit. We're going to film something with your parents. I was like, okay, great. Again, we had been filming all day. So me and my sister go in my room. We take a nap mic'd and everything. Like we're still mic'd because they were like, we're going to call you in a second. A producer wakes us up like maybe 45 minutes later. Imagine waking up from a nap and you're like in a haze and you're like, what's going on? And they're like, go downstairs. Your parents are there talking. So we go downstairs and cameras are up. Like it's not, there's no producer being like, okay, so your parents are just talking about this, whatever. Cameras are up. We walk into the kitchen and my mom is crying and my dad is laughing, of course. And I'm like, what's happening? And my dad is like, well, your, your mother and I just signed the the divorce papers. And I was like, Oh, what? (laughs) So what's fun is that I get to relive my parents' divorce with reruns. And I think that I showed, I showed my husband, my parents getting divorced. And I think that that's fun. (laughs) The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door. 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. I don't know about you, but something is in the air in January. Seriously, I am not impressed with this energy. I have been, first of all, working like a dog. Everyone is on edge. I'm on edge. I've had such a mood and I just have not been myself. But I have to tell you, Innovative Extracts has come to the rescue. Innovative Extracts offers a full line of CBD and THC products. And man, I have needed these more than ever this month. Their products help with anxiety, mood improvement improvement, sleep. And I love that they have a variety of products and tastes, gummies, creams, vapes. They even have drops that you could take under your tongue. They have a full line of Delta 8 and 9 and 10 THC products, which really have helped me take the edge off. And they're legal and they don't require any medical card. So if you need something to help get you through this January as we head into February, visit their website, www.ie-cbd.com to get 
40% off by using code VELVET at checkout. That's right, a whole 40% off by going to www.ie-cbd.com, enter code VELVET, and get 40% off at checkout. As we head into Valentine's Day, and you all think I don't have a Valentine, but are you really sure of that? I have to tell you about the best gift for Valentine's Day. Did you know that over 6 billion texts are sent every day? I mean, I text 24-7, sometimes even when I'm on air. And that's why I love Keepster, because Keepster actually does something with your freaking texts. They take your texts and they're the only ones doing this and they turn them into an amazing keepsake book. Hence the name Keepster. Get it? So you could take a one-on-one text or group text, anything you want, and literally they make it into a keepsake book. Here's how it works. You just download the Keepster app onto your computer. You choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes, whatever you want, and then Keepster does the rest. Their books start at just $12.99, so it's super affordable, and it's a really personal gift. That's what I love. Who needs more flowers or another box of damn chocolates? So listen, we live and share so much of our lives on our phones, right? Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash velvet and put in promo code velvet for 20% off. That's keepster.co slash velvet and use code velvet for 20% off. All right, one last time, guys keepster.co slash velvet for 20% off. Oh my God, this Thursday, it's back. Jersey Shore family vacation is back in our lives. I am so excited. You know... I love this show. I still love this show so much. Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Listen, I know what you guys are doing this Thursday at 8, 7 Central. You are going to be home and you are going to be watching MTV. And this season, oh my God, is going to be like the best season because the family is out. They're traveling all over. Look, they go to Hollywood to support Vinny and Dancing with the Stars. We're going to get to see Vinny on Dancing with the Stars. They're going to the Carolinas. Mike competes in a cornhole championship. Oh my God. Just Snooky and JWoww and Polly and Mike. I love it all. Dina, this show is still as good as it was the first day that it premiered. Listen, they're talking pregnancy announcements and an engagement. Oh my God. This Thursday, January 26th. We're only a few days away, you guys. Jersey Shore, family vacation, all new Thursdays, 8, 7 Central on MTV. Well, at least that's, so it's a low and a high, I guess. It's a low and a high. I just, I have a sense of humor about it. My parents were not supposed to be together. They sucked at being together. So it was good that they got divorced. Um, it's made. just, it's just crazy. I think it's fucked up for a producer not to be like, Hey, your parents are doing this thing. Like you're walking into just to know what you're walking into. We're still impressionable. I was 20 years old. I'm not like a full blown adult. I'm still like kind of a kid in my opinion. So I just think like if I wasn't emotionally stable, it it could have fucked me up. Yeah. Well, listen, Anna, you should go. I mean, I really feel it's better to be a one season housewife than a two season housewife. You get that, you know, Ebony Williams and Joyce and Carlton from Beverly Hills. It's like a one season wonder. I know. And they want, and they want you to do ultimate girls trip for season one housewife. How I, I feel like you should do that. Wait, is that a thing? It's a thing. Yeah. Oh my god, you should do that. Have you gotten a call for girls' trip? I, I, very. It was a. It was a conversation. I haven't gotten an official anything, and um, I've got other stuff going. And I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Did you get a call for girls' trip one, two, or three, which already passed? No, or- no, 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 no. 
it's some future like it's we like think a new we're one do, like mm-hmm. a one well, it's something that they're talking about because you know how they always have a theme yeah right like ex-wives dynamic du- duos like ex-wives uh, whatever so uh ogs and when they called you they said and, hey so now it's gonna be one season losers i don't know <laughs> i don't know I think they might call it one season wonders, but that's, oh, that's, oh, that would, there you go. One season wonder sounds better than one season losers. Yeah, that's true. I think that would be very interesting. Well, I mean, are you interested if this comes to fruition and your phone rings for a second? God, second you know back? what? I have said so many times to, to Darren Carp to, to, and to different people that I would never do housewives again. So I'm going to give the standard answer that every housewife says it's like, you never, never say, say never. never. <laughs> I'm going to do that. It, yeah. But just think about it. This isn't true full blown. It'd be, you know, one season. Oh, wonders. right. I know. I know. There's not that much. And it's, it's like a, it's probably like a week long trip somewhere or something. It's, it's right. I know. But it days depends. of filming. I would have done Dorinda's house in a heartbeat. No, but like that's... zero interest in going to being stuck in Thailand for 10 days. Oh, no. You know, with a bunch of. Bimbos. crazy yeah yeah did they give you any more information when they said they no. just but they definitely no. said it was just talking we were talking about another pitch and then that came in as part of you know the thing and, and they definitely said one season wonders they did not say what se- stop putting words <laughs> in my mouth they definitely said they that definitely, you're definitely do you know it. you know he's a lawyer well, but are you? Oh, yeah. yes. That's oh, well, wow. So are you, Anna? It takes one to know one. No, but, know. And so am I. I need to hone oh, my skills. Really? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but no, but you said one season. So the theme would be one, the people that were on for one season. That would be the theme of it. The, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's something they are contemplating as a potential theme of a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip. And your the defense rests. <laughs> Well, just think about it. You have uh, Ebony Williams from New York. Oh my God, I love her. She's amazing. She's a fellow lawyer. I bet you she would be on it with you. So there you go. Well, yeah, you know, I think that would make, that would depend on who was on it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it would be refreshing to have. You and Ebony would be good friends, I feel like. You guys would hit it off. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Well, listen, you know, I know you in the real world. Like we've, you know, you were in the wild. Right. Like you were, you were on my podcast two years ago and we've kept it shut. So I know that like throughout the years since housewives has been off, like, you know, you've been on the food network and skinny Latina, like you really are one of these rare exceptions. There are others, these rare exceptions that has truly gone on with your life. And, you know, people go on with their life, but you don't sit around when you and I speak and we don't just talk about housewives. You don't think about housewives 24 hours a day. So (laughs) what do you think it is? Because I mean, we have many names we don't need to get into, but that is the rare exception. Like, why do you think people that are on a show for one year, two years, sometimes three years or more go on for sometimes a decade? And that this mean like everyone on Real Housewives of Miami, that's they spent 10 years waiting by the phone and really they have nothing else to show for anything that they've done, which for me is crazy. Um, I think it's that um, idle minds are the playground of the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't have an interest outside of that, you know, it, it all boils down to what was your purpose for going on? 
do you just want to be famous? Do you want mm. people to recognize you in the street, to tell you how pretty your dress are, to do your dresses, to get free shit? I get a lot of free shit. In fact, I get mad about how much free shit I get. But um, yeah, it depends Humble what your brag. purpose is. Huh? Humble brag alert. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that you don't have to be on Housewives Forever to get free shit. Right. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's people going up to them in the street and going, oh my God, you're my favorite housewife. Here's a pro tip. Anytime you bump into anyone, you happen to be their favorite housewife because you're the housewife in front of them without, you're not my favorite housewife. You're always in front of me. Exactly. Well, but you know, you're the exception, but, but okay. So there is one exception, my ungrateful daughter, but yeah. So if you feed off that, if that makes, if that is tied to your value as a person, then that's it. That's why you want it forever. Yeah. It, it just felt really good. Um, yeah, I'm not like that. I've always said, you know, it's for me, I, yes, TV is a great vehicle. I, it, it helps, uh, bolster my brand. I have done, I'm a reality TV veteran, you know, I've done, you know, way too many things and, and I would do other things, but for me, respect has always been more important than attention. So if I can get attention and respect together, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. But it has to be for some skill set that I have. And, and, and it could be very well argued that being a housewife is a skill set because there are people like uh, um, Garcelle, who I don't know if this is true, but it was announced that she is now the second highest paid housewife in the franchise after Kyle. And she got a development deal from NBC so she can develop her own stuff. And I think that it's because Garcelle is this perfect combination of knowing how to stir the pot, but people can still relate to her. She's smart. She's there's a, you know, there's, there's this justness about the things that she talks about. Um, I don't, I don't think that she is really frivolous, but she knows the assignment, you know? Lisa Rinna is the opposite of that. She's just reckless. Yes and yes. (laughs) Um, It's been an interesting season of Beverly Hills. Right. I mean, and like Garcelle, like I think Housewives leads to these other things. Like if you act a certain way, like Garcelle has never thrown herself in the fire in a good way. Like Rinna, you know, like I think that's how she got the real, you know, I think these opportunities are coming to herself because of housewives, not that she wasn't around before, but it like it boosts your profile. And then I think yeah. if you know how to play the game and you act a certain way and you know how to stir the pot, but you don't go completely insane, you can get actual real yeah. jobs in the industry. Well, I mean, and Garcelle is an act actual, you know, she's a very smart woman. Uh, I'm pretty sure she wrote her own book. <laughs> Yeah, um, for sure know, she did. She can she can hold her own in a talk show situation. Um, so I think Garcelle is is very very rare in the sea of housewives. You know, she doesn't speak in sound bites. She doesn't need to. She's an intelligent person, so she can come up with something at the moment. And and I think that we notice when you're throwing something out there that you planned that a producer told you, yeah, right, or whoever's writing your stuff for you, because now that's a new thing. But you're just finding the perfect opportunity to fit it in there, and it never—it's like a puzzle that never quite fits. It's yeah, like, and the audience is smart. The audience yeah. is smart. Yeah. They know when something's not real and something mm-hmm. feels contrived. Yeah, 
Right. And as a reality TV producer, I'm sure, babe, you yeah. look for that of people that, you know, like, like you say, like, you're not sure what it is. Is my, I, I don't think it's money. I mean, it's $60,000 the first year to be a housewife. In reality TV show competitions, I imagine most people are paid very little when you go on mm-hmm. these, I mean, the, the prize money's there. Yeah. So then it is like, what is it? Is it the thirst? Is it, I mean, I think what is it that attracts It people? is the, it's the thirst. Of course it's the thirst. We yes. live in a culture now where being, on Instagram and getting the blue check and getting the PR boxes from like every celebrity and all that stuff is a career within itself, which is fine. And that's great. But like, like my mom's saying, it can't be everything. Like if that's the whole, your whole bread and butter, you're going to run out of the bread and butter because you're going to get old and you're going to get ugly and you're going to, your lose your radiance. (laughs) You're going to lose your radiance. We had a whole conversation about radiance on the podcast. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's not like, it can't just be that it can't. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that being a woman of a certain age, um, and everything, your self-worth being tied to your beauty and the way that you look, first of all, it should have never been, you know, I have, I, I, I always remember reading very young that beauty was an accident of nature, you know, and that, and I taught this to my girls that they had to be more than just the sum of their parts, you know, that if you scratch the surface, there has to be more. It just can't be varnish. In fact, yeah. when you talk to Beva, Beva's beautiful. But when you get to know her, you're like, wow, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. There's so many facets, so many layers. I'd like to think that's how I am, too. A lot of these women are one dimensional. And that's uh, it. That's all they got. And I so would- they hang on tight. I would agree with all that. That's very good advice. No. And I think like, if you are really whole and happy with yourself and secure, you don't need that adoration. I think it's a certain type or like, I'm kind of like you. And I like in the sense that like, I would go on a show. I mean, you know, like as a cast member, not like a reality competition because of like the Bethany Frankel thing. Like I I would understand why I was there. I mean, I know how it works and I would just be like, all of this, I ain't nothing. Like I ain't great because of all these accolades. Cause guess what? A, I'm going to be fired and kicked out just like everyone else. <laughs> right. And when I do, you know, let's hope that's 10 years, but it could be two years. And I just got to get my side hustle going. Cause exactly. This window is, right. So and it just, it just, for me, like you almost see the desperation when you're getting to like mid season or two thirds of the way in, when people are realizing, wow, I don't have enough of a storyline. What's going to happen next season. And then they start creating some trying to create something out of nothing just to secure a, a, a next season and that that's hard to watch you know it is, it's yeah. hard to watch for somebody my still age, watch which it are, most, no I still watch it too but <laughs> most of the women are around my age group there's very few like millennials on there you have crystal you have uh nicole in miami but for the most part everybody is you know 50s plus and it's sad to see that, you know, it's sad. There's got to be more because, you know, ARP card is in the mail and you've got to be more than that. You know, every Saturday when we record with Kim D, her seven dogs are barking and I get so freaking annoyed. Well, listen, I just spent the holidays with Kim and forget her and her gift. I got her seven dogs, Nom Nom. Now, listen, Nom Nom is made with real whole food that you can actually see and recognize. You know how most dog food looks like mush? Not Nom Nom. You actually can see the pieces of meat and protein, the vegetables. It kind of looks like food that like a human would eat. Really? It's made without any additives or fillers. It's actually healthy for your dog. Nom Nom 
cares about quality more than anything, and they make real good food for your dogs. And of course, Kim did not want to hear about anything new, but I mean, she saw the food, she was like, oh, wow. And these dogs, I mean, for once, her not her seven freaking dogs did not annoy me because they were enjoying this. And it comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog isn't thrilled within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order right now for 50% off, 50 and no risk. You get a two-week trial at trynom.com slash velvet. That's try N as in Nancy, O as in Oliver, M as in Mary.com slash velvet for 50% off. Trynom.com slash velvet. Hey girls and boys, what'd you guys think this past Friday? Real friends of WeHo. Did you guys watch? Well, you better watch because listen, we're going to be talking about the real friends of WeHo here on this very podcast. And you need to watch before this Friday because the second episode, all new, is this Friday at 9 8 Central. And listen, you guys love Housewives, right? So now you need to learn to meet the house guys of WeHo. Friday nights on MTV are great. We have Drag Race and immediately following Drag Race is this, the real friends of WeHo. Listen, you're going to go inside the lives of six amazing West Hollywood friends. And you guys know a lot of the players. Brad Goreski, you know from the Rachel Zoe project. We're going to get to see inside his marriage with Gary. Todrick Hall, there's been so much written about Todd. Patrick, James Vaughn, Curtis Hamilton, Dorian Renaud, and Joey Zauzig. You know what? It's six gay guys. And I mean, how great is that? Love this show. And an all new episode is this Friday. So don't miss the Friends of WeHo, part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race, this Friday, 9, 8 Central, where only, of course, on MTV. Because it could end at any minute. I agree. Now, you did mention Miami. You know, you said when I said the thirst or whatever you said, you said these girls, you know, spent when I asked you, like, how you've gotten, you know, they spent years. Like, is that what you think happened? Like, you know, did these these cast members that you worked with in the past, did they get a call for season four or were they really for 10 years trying to manifest this into it? Oh, they were trying to manifest this. It's 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 a it. Honestly, it's the secret personified. They not only did they try to manifest it, they stayed in touch with the producers. They, Marisol sent the producers gifts. She went to, you know, she's very, I mean, she kisses ass like nobody I've ever seen. Like the other, some girl from Family Karma was writing the other day how like Marisol called her one day and told her she was obsessed with her and just wanted to be best friends with her. And she does that with everyone. I went with her once to Patty Stanger's oh party and she wanted to drive to the OC just because she had met, um, you know, Vicky and Brooks the night before. She wanted to drive all the way to the fucking OC and we weren't invited. And, you yeah. know, Vicky had given me her cell number because she kind of felt we had something in common. I don't know if that's a, a compliment. And uh, she's like, give me her cell number. I'm like, fuck no. You know, she's just... She really loves that shit. That's restraining order status. Yeah. More than anybody else. Miami is like epitome of like the thirsty franchise because of the fact that like it went away for so long and then it did come back and that's great. And people do love it. I love Miami. I think it's fun. I was born and raised there. It's fun to see and it's fun, whatever. But like, just, I think with the connection with my mom and like her being on it and then the same women there. And also like, unfortunately, I a lot of those women did my mom dirty and I fucking hate them because of it. So, 
yeah, it's like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's like really embarrassing that, that it took them like just really working at it to get back on the air. And it's like, not even the most, you right. know, not watched even on, series. Get on like, no one cares about it. Yeah. And you said, and then I want your opinion too, but you think, I mean, is this what you just said? You think that Marisol is the thirstiest of them all? Marisol can suck a dick. Like I, there is no one I hate more on this earth than Marisol Patton. And it's for personal reasons that I like, it's my sister's story. Yeah. Yeah. It's unrelated to, to my mom, but related to my sister that she said the, one of the worst things I've ever heard anyone say in the world, she's demonic like she should go to hell truly yeah she's not a good person she's a bad person like a very very bad person we call her the rotting corpse not only because she (laughs) literally looks like a rotting corpse but because she's truly to her core rotting i mean the kind of stuff and and obviously i am not going to repeat it david because we both know you know that she's the first one to file some kind of you know slander or whatever thing but the truth is that well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll prove what she said. Yes. Like, I don't care. But but at the same time, you know, there is stuff that I have heard that is just people would be so shocked, uh, you know, about even with her mom and stuff and the way that she treated her mom at the end. Like, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard things and it's like. It would not surprise me because it's it's uh, consistent with her character and consistent with her priorities in life and so i don't know for sure let's just make that clear but allegedly allegedly but i do think that at the core she is not a good person yeah this is this this is not a marisol fan club over here no no, it isn't and you know her whole like getting married but not really getting married that poor guy you know there are people who say he's gay i don't know if he's gay i know he was married to a beautiful woman which doesn't under, doesn't, you know, usually you have a type. So definitely he doesn't. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Like, I don't know if that's, you know, it's definitely not a real marriage. When did she marry him? I can't even remember. Was that, that wasn't during on. COVID during COVID. COVID and so it was, it was this, before last season though, right? Like they were already married oh, yeah. in last season. Well, they were already talking about housewives and she didn't have Elsa anymore. She needed a storyline. So she found this guy and everyone has said, and it has been discussed on the show that Alexia told uh, um, Nicole, call it Nicole that, that she had gotten married for the show and to have a story. That line. was a storyline. That was a storyline. And season, I know that season. that's, and I know that that's true because Alexia said that to me. Hmm. Okay. That part, sue me, bring it on. She said it to me. Uh, and it was clear and it wasn't enough to make her a housewife because guess what, Marisol, you're not enough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's so, so if Alexia is saying to you, you know, Hey, like Marisol got married just for a storyline. That's not, you know, I mean, I don't think Marisol knows this. I mean, isn't this supposed to be, her she does know friend? it. It was, no, she does. It, it was, it was he, on she this, told Nicole too. It was on last season where but they, and, and really, Alexia denied it. And Marisol chose to believe it because Marisol's so desperate that she doesn't care if she has a fake friendship because at least she's on Real Housewives. Oh, of I know. Yeah. Her, right. her tongue is so far up. It's really what, we don't know where one that's starts what's happening. And, and again, it's also very clear that that's happening. I have friends who watch Miami Housewives who obviously don't know these women 
And they feel the same way. They're like, oh yeah, that poor girl. <laughs> I mean, it's so, I, I don't know if you watched the BravoCon thing, but I watched afterwards this thing called the reading room where they put the people that they thought were shady on it. And, you know, I guess Marisol ended up there, which by the way, shade is stuff you come up with at the moment. Marisol has talked to me in the past about, oh, if we get another season, we have to get a writer. It's like, who needs a writer? I don't need a writer. Apparently you do. She currently, clearly has that and every once in a while she comes up with something funny herself but just like a comedian a bad comedian her timing is off and so when they were on that thing the girl from Dubai the one that's a model they asked her who the worst dressed housewife was and she said Phaedra which by the way that's a huge mistake yeah and and Phaedra just you know Phaedra just has to give you a look you know, Pedro's an yeah. iconic housewife <laughs> and Marisol's in the back going, at least she's not wearing a prom dress. At least she's not wearing a prom dress. And, and like, it just went over like a lead balloon. Like nobody listened to it. She said it twice. Phaedra didn't acknowledge it. Andy didn't acknowledge it. The other person who she was trying to consult didn't acknowledge it. It was so cringeworthy. And, you know, stuff like that happens. She has the thing and she'll go, <laughs> and like nobody, nobody asked her a question, Gosh. by the way, at no point. So. Okay, She's we're spending just... too much time on the corpse. Okay. Yes, and we are going to- It's gonna, dead. We the are glue. Gonna, I, She's glue. I, I did see that with the Phaedra, right? I'm like, girl, like I saw that. Phaedra says Horrible. one thing, and it's like, you think you're winning, and then Phaedra has to come back. But one yeah. thing before we move on from Marisol. So wait, with writers, with, between season two and three back, she told you what? She was going to have someone write her, her line Oh, yeah, yeah. For her? I know, and I know people that have written stuff for her. For example, the, the famous line of, which is not famous, it, it should have been more famous, but when she was fighting with Leah in the Bahamas, she said- your gala or your gala doesn't legitimize my business. My business legitimizes your gala. That was written by her friend, Julie, I believe. You know, I forgot, but that is a fact. I know that for a fact, we were friends at the time and that was written by somebody else. Just like when we were followed to the airport and around Los Angeles by paparazzi, she set it up. She's friends with the guy from splash and she sets it up. She sets up the, you know, behind uh, Soho house and all that stuff. And they get to pick the pictures and she has those contacts because she was in PR. And it was really funny because when we went to LA, which is the same time we went to Patty Stanger's party, she called them and told them we're going to be at the airport. So there's these hidden photographers taking pictures of us and people are going, why are they taking pictures? Who are these people? people?" (laughs) Right. We're walking around LA. I had just gotten like a blowout. And they're taking pictures of us and people are going like, who the fuck is that? Like nobody knew us. It was just so funny. It's just like, I, and, and I just went along with it because I don't know that maybe now I know the world a little more, but not even like, I would never, I just don't even, I would have nobody to call. Well, that's shocking, but also having someone write your actual sound bites for a reality yeah. TV show is a little strange. Well, but that's happening now a lot, you know? With, with all of Desperado. them. Desperado. Desperado. Were you called at all for the reboot? Like, did anyone call you about like, hey, we're doing season or season no, four, I should just, say? Just like in the, well, I think, Le- I, I believe Leah got called. I don't know if she got called to be a full-time housewife, but there was this kind of desire to tie up loose ends. Uh, I don't have a relationship with any of them anymore. Yeah. It doesn't really, like, I love Joanna. She's not on the show. I do now have a relationship with Leah. Um, she's not on the show. 
I, I like Adriana. I'm friendly with her, but that's not it. friends with her. No, not friends. Friendly. You yeah. Know? And, and I like her. She's fine, you know, but that's it. And Alexia, uh, you know, we were friends. I think that, you know, Alexia is just, she's a very not self-aware person that wears blinders, believes everything Marisol tells her. And she just is following that carrot. You know what I mean? It's like, this is her last chance. She wants to be famous. She wants to do, you see it in when she's talking, even at BravoCon or anywhere else or, or at a reunion, she wants to get hurt. And she's just like, starts screaming and you see it in the promo. She wants to be heard. You know, definitely you look at her Instagram, even the captions are not hers. You know, when you know somebody, you know how they speak, how they communicate, you know, their grammar or lack thereof. Somebody's writing shit for her. Yeah. If you were called, would you have taken it? And Beba, do you have any thoughts on this? Like if she was called, would you want her to do it, not want her to do it, have no thoughts? And would you have done it, Anna? I would not have done it. Yeah, she wouldn't have done it. And I don't I don't think I would want her to do it either. I think that ship has sailed. I think especially unless they were recasting the whole thing, then yeah. that's a different thing because again, my she has my mom has products and books yeah, and stuff absolutely. and like why not promote and like but use also it as a pedestal, but no, right. it's not with the same women and like she would have been canceled. <laughs> It's not even, it's just, it, it just wouldn't make sense. Like it didn't. Yeah. For, who would you true even what says. hang and out with? It's for the very reason that I have a business and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that I couldn't be on because it would, right. it would risk something that I did work on for 10 years while they were waiting by the phone. It's just not worth it to me. I understand that it's a huge franchise. I understand that it's an amazing platform. I wish I had what it takes to be on there and do it in a way that it would just help propel my business without hurting me. I'm not that skilled. One season wonder. I'm telling yep. you that would yep. be the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and future girls trip everyone from one season. Cause that's yeah, yeah, exactly. going on. Hey, Are they you- invited us to go on, on below deck. Me got the Beva <laughs> a Did long they? time ago. Yeah. A long what time the ago. Hell? You <laughs> were the one that told me they expect like a $25,000 um, yeah, but I now that I know the the producers give you that money to give you're as a tip. an asshole because we could. I didn't know. I didn't know. Trip. So they call and she's going. We're gonna have to give like a twenty five thousand dollar tip to the yeah, crew. Yeah, you and have like, to. Fuck that. You know. That's right. Because I because I had a friend call me. I don't know. You and say, do you want to go on below deck? A no, because I've been to 56 countries and I don't want to go back where I've already been. And B, I'm not really a boat person. Yeah. But also, yeah, she said like, you have, you know, we're going to have to tip. Like it's a real, it's a real tip. It's a yeah. real tip, but. And it's a large yeah. number. Yeah. So, so we decided not to do it. Are you shocked that like both of you that like, okay, we want something for 10 years. I mean, are you shocked that this is back, that they actually made it happen? Like, but willed it into mm. existence? I am. I'm definitely I- shocked. Because yeah. like, it just took so like, why now, you know, well, but because I think what's happening with the whole franchise with Miami Meaning. as a franchise, are you saying real housewives as a real housewives as a, as a, as an entire franchise? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Do, what do you mean? I don't know. It's taken a bit of a nosedive, you know, and it's, it's kind of people because the whole, um, the whole thing is so predictable, you know, the format is so predictable people are getting bored and everyone's a critic and the audience is like, they demand certain things. And so I think they figured Peacock needs content. You know, 
you know, I think Danny Pellegrino, whatever, you know, Andy is very easily, um, what do you call it? You know the word I'm looking for. Swayed. Uh, yeah, swayed <laughs> by some people. Some people have a lot of influence. He's easily influenced. And, and Danny, one of those people, for whatever reason, had influence over him. And, and had COVID not happened, it may not have happened. We had time during COVID to have conversations we wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, we watched Tiger King. So we considered <laughs> Miami. Same thing. Well, I had the glorious Miss Carol Baskin on here not once but twice. Oh my so. god! Really? I wrote her hate mail once. Oh my god! I have, I have, I have a thing for Carol. I have just a. <laughs> you like her? I do. I have a soft <laughs> wow. spot for her. Good. I do. He also loves a... Kim D. Uh, well, she's like, no, K- Carol, I have a soft spot. Listen, you know, it's not as, as a neutral podcast host, unless you do me wrong, then I'll yeah. talk. But other than that, I, it's not really my job to judge. So I just ask the facts and I let the audience decide if everything you've seen on Tiger King about Carol is true or not. And then you are a lawyer. It's oh. not really my, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I one-on-one like this, I have a soft spot for Carol. Now, after I had her on, my DMs filled up with a lot of people that right, of know her and they're like, oh my God, you were played and this and that. You and I'm played, like, you're crazy. She makes husband burgers. Ooh, I'm I like, mean, you could thank be you. I'm like, thank you for looking out for me, but I'm going to be fine. <laughs> um, are you shocked like that? Like, so, you know, you're, you guys are, you're shocked, babe, that it's back and, and mm-hmm. Anna, you're not like, are you shocked at the return players that like, it was Alexia and Larsa and Lisa? No, and, no, no, no. Okay. So you're not shocked that Alexia is back and Larsa's back and Marisol's back and Adriana's back. We are about to deep dive all that is R-H-O-M last season, season four, this season, season five, we are about to break it down. And if you haven't noticed, Anna and Beba do not hold back. They've got some strong feelings on these girls. So we are really about to get into last season, the return of R-H-O-M and this season. So stay tuned. Part two with Anna and Beba is coming very soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.